Take a few deep breaths to center your heart and your mind as you prepare to meet with God. When Adam and Eve committed the first sin in Genesis 3, the text said that their first response was to sew fig leaves together to cover themselves. I've seen this behavior in many of my friends' own life stories, as well as over and over from my own life. Why do we think that we can hide from God? Take a moment and meditate on this passage of Scripture. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. Mark chapter 13, verses 31 through 37. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows, and since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard, stay alert. The coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return, in the evening, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone, watch for him. Jesus knows that his time with his disciples is limited, and he is in the final days of his life on earth. While he is heading to complete the greatest mission in all of eternity by atoning for the sins of humanity and offering them a way back to God, his earthly ministry would soon be over, and it would be up to those around him to carry it forward. So, what does he need people to do until he comes back to fulfill creation and make everything right? He doesn't need people guessing when he will come back. He wants people to live lives of integrity and faith, being ready and anxiously waiting for his return at any time. The book of Revelation is one of the most wild, action-packed, hard-to-understand books in the entire Bible, full of crazy images of dragons, goats, locusts, fire, swords coming from Jesus' mouth, and cataclysmic events. But the message it is telling is always clarified. God's people need to persevere to the end. In the first few chapters, Jesus dictates a letter through the Apostle John to a church that ends with these words. All who are victorious in staying faithful will become pillars in the temple of my God, and they will never have to leave it. Later, after a terrifying threat to those who are easily distracted from worshiping God alone and following their sinful desires, God says these words. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. There's a battle in the book of Revelation, but not one with armies or swords. 
The battle is for the affection of every human heart. And the two opposing sides are the side of the God of life in the kingdom of heaven and the side of those against the God of life in the kingdoms of the earth. Throughout the book, God is calling, pleading, and wooing his people back to himself. But it is our prerogative to listen to our Heavenly Father or ignore him toward our own self-gratification. This is what Jesus asks his disciples to wrestle with. He doesn't want people guessing when he is coming back to set all things right and take his people home. All that accomplishes is the attempt to ignore your spiritual and communal responsibilities in order to seat yourself higher than Jesus and equal to God the Father. Jesus' cry is for his disciples and all those who would follow him, even 2,000 years later. Don't try to guess when the Master is coming back. Watch for him. When I was a kid, I would only clean my room when my mom made me. This was almost always because we had friends or relatives coming over, so there's a sense of urgency to get it done. Because I didn't clean my room regularly, I would shove my complete mess of a room into my closet and under my bed. Then, when they would leave, I would pull all the junk and dirty clothing out of my closet and put it right back where it was. Did I have a dirty room when those dirty clothes and piles of toys were in my closet? My mom would say that I still did. You know that we don't only do this in our homes and rooms. We do it in our spiritual lives, too. Take a moment and ask yourself this question. What have you relaxed in your relationship with God, hoping that you'll have enough warning to shove it in the closet of your heart? Echoing the repeated calls in the book of Revelation for the perseverance of the saints, decide today what you would like to get a better handle on in your spiritual life, made urgent by Jesus' call in Mark 13. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. Watch for him. <laughs>